Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our eighth episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have uh, an adult beverage with our discussion, and this week we decided to do Red Bull and vodkas. Yeah, keep it simple. Um, We use the sugar-free Red Bull, uh, of course, and then we use our... Favorite Smithworks American Made Vodka. Yeah. So this week we are going to be talking about um, what do you bring to the table? Last week we, we kind of, well, we discussed guys' night out and girls' night out. Yep. And um, this week we kind of wanted to focus on, I guess, just yourself, um, mm-hmm. kind of self-reflecting and just seeing what do you bring to the table. Well, and, and we we have we have we have people we know or friends or, or coworkers or whoever we've we've met through our our journeys that um, either either are at a crossroads or they they hit a point where they're like, I, I don't understand why I'm single. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I'm still single. I don't understand why my relationships don't work. And one of the harder things to do is kind of evaluate yourself and look at what you bring to a relationship. Uh-huh. Um, and it's difficult to do that sometimes, but it's it's an, it's a, a necessary adjustment that people have to make. I know that whenever, when I got divorced, I, that was one of the first things that crossed my, my mind. Was, was it like you really, like you asked yourself, what do I bring to the table? Well, what, what did I do? I, I started off with what did I do to, how was part of this my fault? What, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Uh-huh. And then... As I started to look at, you know, the the fear of getting back out there and finding someone, leaving a relationship where it was made pretty clear to me that at the time that I didn't bring anything to the table, mm-hmm. it was really, well, what do I bring to the table? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if if she didn't want anything to do with me, who would and why? Uh-huh. Um, and that's a, a pretty dark self-pity road to go down, but whenever you've been in a long relationship like that and... You were the one that was dumped, and you were the one that was cast away, and you don't know why. Yeah, well, um, and then and the and your old partner telling you all of the bad things that always just pointing out right, flaws, yes, or things like exactly. that. Yes, exactly. Right. That doesn't make it any better for for somebody being dumped like right. that too. But I think that you know, with with looking at yourself, it's you have to realize what you're what you're lacking what are your weaknesses what are your strengths of course but but what are your weaknesses what what is it that you need to work on or as the topic says what are you bringing to the table uh-huh i know there's a lot there i mean getting ready for the episode and everything i did a lot of googling looked at different articles and stuff you know what should a woman bring to the table what should a guy bring to the table and i mean there's a ton of different stuff mm-hmm. out there and most of it is pretty pretty much the same all you know everywhere you you look yeah. every article had some of the same um, qualities or characteristics that people should bring and then we, we found even some some commentary articles where people were like well here's here's the 10 things that I bring to the table mm-hmm. and we were really kind of looking for well, what's what's special about that? Yeah, what's so different? Like most of them, like I said, were were the same, mm-hmm. the same type of qualities. Mm, you know, most I think like the very 
they list, you know, 10 in a row or five in a row. And most of them are just general. Yeah. They're the same or even a couple of them in the same list would mean the same thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. okay. Like you can't say, well, I'm, I'm hardworking and then say at number seven, I work really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's the same thing. Well, I know. And then we were kind of like talking about it, like. Well, you know, like how in a job interview, mm-hmm. when they ask you, what do you, you know, what, why should I hire you? Yeah, what why, makes you different? Yeah. Why should I hire you? And that's, that's, you know, as, as somebody that does interview people and hire people, that's one of my last questions I ask mm-hmm. because it's one of my favorite questions, but it's one of those things that I think you, you, yeah, you can definitely apply in a work scenario, but you can apply this to friendships, to relationships, to Rela- any relationship with with your kids, with your parents, with your partner, with your spouse, with whoever, mm-hmm. you know what? Why should someone spend time or invest in you? Mm-hmm. And once again, that takes a really hard look. Um, and it's 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 much easier to say. A lot of times you see this, and and I, I know I do this every week, but I'm going to pick on the girls because <laughs> a lot of times you see girls become newly single, and they're like, okay, well, my next partner has to have A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, well, even if you find that and you don't even have an A that you can talk about, that you bring to the table, you're not going to find the, the perfect person. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of those things that... They want... Well, they want the whole world given mm-hmm. to them, but I don't... I think that most times people don't look at themselves and, and actually ask the question, well, what do... What do I bring to the table? Yeah. I, I don't think that I did when we initially started dating. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I bring to the table? But, I mean, luckily, I bring enough to the table. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that that, that was funny when, when we were talking about this. And it was like, well, it was really difficult for you to... Yeah list even a few things since I had to like point them out to you uh-huh. um, because it is hard to evaluate. And, mm-hmm. But ironically, the flip side to that is a lot of people that don't have anything to bring think that they do. Yeah. Um, and, and you can ask somebody that probably shouldn't be in a relationship period. Well, what do you bring to the table? And they're going to list off 10 qualities and nine of them they don't have. And one of them they're completely confused about. <laughs> So it's, you're like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense, but Uh it's, it it is tough to look at yourself and, and, and say, and sometimes it can be upsetting because it's like, well, maybe I don't bring anything to the table. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, it was really, yeah, it was kind of funny getting ready for this because I, I really was thinking, well, what do I, or even looking back when, when we first initially got together, mm-hmm. what did I bring to the table then? I, you know, like really digging deep into my thoughts. Yeah. And well, and it was made perfectly clear that I brought everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a brat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, but it, it was, it's kind of a fun process to go through and look at. And it, even the process itself can kind of have some ups and downs because Sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, you know, it was trying to get you to do it on your own took a little bit because you're it's you're your you're your own worst critic, mm-hmm. and some people are like that. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, definitely. I especially am. competitive people, and you know, if you want to be very generic and say losers and winners yeah. categories, 
Um, that's how people are. I mean, you know, in, in work and things like that, one of the hardest things you have to do annually is an evaluation. And in my line of work, uh-huh. I get the, if somebody says, my boss says, here's your evaluation, evaluate yourself, uh-huh. and then we'll go over together. And that is always like, well, I don't want to sell myself short, but am I really as good as good at this as I think I am? Yeah, I know. Well, I know it's it is very hard to just um, evaluate yourself like that, and because, uh, like you said, you know, you're your your own worst critic, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm like, well, gosh, shoot, I know that, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty good at that, but. I don't, I don't know if I'm, yeah, as good as I think mm-hmm. I'm at, at this, or does my boss even think that I'm right. as good at this yeah, yeah. as I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think that I'm, I am, I personally am very hard on myself. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and if you're, if you're not, if you're not winning or if you're not first place, you're last. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my mentality. And then once again, the flip side of that is, is people that are not critical on themselves at all and think that they hung the moon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it, you know, the, well, I, I bring home the bacon and fry it up for my man. It's like, well, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Maybe you are the bacon, but you aren't bringing anything home. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. <laughs> You're funny. So we're really thinking about it, though. And the when, when you look at the generic type statements, mm-hmm. qualities... Um, the first one that comes to mind that most people say, well, I'm loving and I'm caring. Yeah. And not, and not as, as we kind of talk about these first ones, it's not that any of them are unimportant. Mm-hmm. It's that it doesn't make you unique. Um, and that, once again, that's a tough pill to swallow when I say, well, you're loving and caring. That doesn't make you special. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the... It's needed. Yeah, it's needed. You, need you should that. have that. Mm-hmm. The qualities that we're, we're about to talk about right now, you should already have. But the 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 problem with that is... of the people have those qualities. And you may disagree and you may say, well, no, they don't. I don't know that many loving, caring people, but you do and (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) So we'll just move past that. But yeah, loving and caring, that's one of the biggest things. Well, I don't understand why um, I'm single. I'm very loving and caring. Well, yeah, but if I put 10 people in a room and I say, hey, who here is loving and caring? 10 people are going to raise their hands. Yeah. Um, And that doesn't make anybody special in that scenario so you know it's it's one of those characters that you know for the intents and purposes of our conversation we're gonna say that that quality doesn't count yeah um, uh-huh. because well, you should have it and i think going back to when i was getting ready for for this topic mm-hmm. um i i list I, I listed off you know the generic things mm-hmm. myself too and i think everybody does it and like we said they are they are important, but mm-hmm. they're not unique. Well, and, and when you start looking online for all those lists and everybody says the same list, you're like, oh, well, I have all those qualities that these 50 articles mm-hmm. reference. And it's like, you're saying that, but so is 5 million other people. Yeah. And none of those make you special. None of that <laughs> makes you unique. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it should be, you know, once again, these are qualities that you should without a doubt have. Mm-hmm. They are important. You should bring them to the table. But it's not anything that makes you stand out. Yeah. Who cares if you're loving and caring? Mm. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Another one is, I mean, everyone probably guessed it. Oh, I have a great personality. Yep. You don't. You really don't have a great personality. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody thinks they have a great personality. Uh And, And that, once again, it's the same thing. If you did the 10 people in a room, who here has a great personality? 
Everybody's going to think they have a great personality. Mm -hmm. But if you can't maintain a long-term relationship, that's with not just somebody you're partnered with, but, but friends or things like that, you don't have a great personality. And we all know that one person that everybody in the group says, oh, that's just how... So and so. So is. Janice is. <laughs> That's just Janice. I don't know any Janices, so I can use that name. <laughs> That's just how Janice is. Well, Janice is a bitch. <laughs> she doesn't have a good personality. Yeah. And nobody likes her. But Janice is the first one that's like, oh, I'm so much fun. I have a great personality. Yeah. It's like, no, Janice, you're not. I know. Shut up. Yeah. You know? I know. And I've known people that that really do think that they have a great personality. And you're like, really? Who like told you, you that? <laughs> okay. Like, you don't like to do anything you mm-hmm. hate all kinds of different foods you just in making a good first impression doesn't mean you have a great personality yeah uh-huh that that's where and and a lot of times people say, well i have a lot of friends it means i have a good personality no that you the, you're the janice if you have a lot of friends <laughs> that doesn't mean you have a good personality not that everybody that has a lot of friends doesn't have a good personality uh-huh. but if you're sitting there saying well i have a great personality, i have a ton of friends mm-hmm you could have a good personality, but chances are most of your friends do as well. Yeah. Um, and if you think you're the special one that has the better personality than everybody, you're the Janice of the group. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think that it's funny, though, to when to talking to single people and how do you, if someone gives you a good first impression like that, how do you determine whether or not they really do have a good personality? Yeah. That I mean, that sucks. Right. Well, yeah, and then that's where you, you know, you. That's why you have to invest into it. Uh-huh. And sometimes you realize it's a bad investment, and you got to pull out. Uh-huh. But I, I, I think it's very difficult for somebody to keep that up consistently. And I think mm-hmm. there's, you know, lots of ways to tell if they're faking it until they make it or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, but it, it's funny when when you talk about personality because we we hear people say it, and most recently it was it was you know we saw some articles on Facebook talking about. Um, it was, I think the article was actually about the dad bod mm-hmm. and, um, you saw, it was, it was really kind of funny to see everybody get very passionate about this subject, but most, uh, guys usually don't comment on stuff like that. So it was when you looked at the post from the radio station, it was, well, or it was like a dumb dude being like, yeah, I have a dad bod. Look at me, ladies. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have to... a good personality. Right. Look yeah. At yeah. Me. yeah. And what we what you ended up seeing though was a lot of the women on there were like, I'll take personality over looks uh-huh. any day of the week. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do, but it doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what's so funny to it is, is when you say something like that, you immediately say that somebody that looks good doesn't have a personality. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it true. goes, you see that with both sexes a lot. Uh-huh. And and it's it's not necessarily it's not true at all. Well, I know, and, and I get it. I get why people say that. I do. I understand. You know, like, well, you know, she's hot, and but she's a bitch right. or something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, personality does matter. Like yes. you said, these things do count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can find somebody that yeah has a good personality. It doesn't mean you have to pick an uggo with a great personality. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. That's 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 what just kind of kills me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So so personality once again is one of those things that everybody thinks they have a great one, and and most people do. Most people have a good personality. That's why we mesh as a society. That's why we socially interact with one another. It's not to it's not to tell you that oh you don't have a great personality and you think you do. It's to 
well, why do you think you have a great personality? And if you do, that's great. But chances are, like I said, so does everybody else. Yeah. So, uh-huh. once again, not a unique characteristic. Yeah. What is different about your personality than everyone mm-hmm. else's? Yep. Um, another thing is a good, or just a sense of humor. Right. Period. Everyone thinks they're funny. Mm-hmm. And your funny, our funny may be different than somebody else's funny. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that you, you you tend to see based on either what you like to sit down and watch on TV, um, what movies you like to go to, the jokes you tell, the jokes you get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sense of humor, once again, just like all these, it's, it's important, but it's another quality that everybody thinks that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times you'll see that in, you know, in conjunction with personality. I want a guy with the excuse me, with a good personality and a sense of humor. Or you hear hear a guy say, well, my, my last girlfriend, nothing was funny and to her, and so I want to find a girl with a good sense of humor. Yeah. Well, you, you can find somebody with, with mm-hmm. multiple things that they're bringing. It doesn't have to just be that. But you need to, maybe the better question would be find someone with a similar sense mm-hmm. of humor. Well, yeah, and, and going back to reflecting on yourself, too, mm-hmm. and making sure that, well... I want someone funny, but or with a good sense of humor. Do I have a good sense of humor mm-hmm. too? And I mean, some people. Some people don't. Yeah. Some people don't have a, a good sense of humor. I mean, I remember we uh, one of the one of the uh, little get together we did. We played Cards Against Humanity, mm-hmm. and my sense of humor with that game for everybody that's played that. You know, most people feel that the intent of that game is to pick the something that makes sense but is pushing the line, it's offensive, it's completely irreverent, and that's what makes it funny. Yeah. Well, I think that with that game, that's a good, that's a really good to one to bring up. To establish yeah. the type of sense of humor yes. people have. Because you really have to, you have to know your judge. Right. And know you judge. were really good at that. Uh-huh. You knew exactly whoever was the judge that round. You knew if they were pervy, you would make the perviest statement out yeah. of the cards to win the round. Yeah. If they had zero sense of humor and they wanted a logical answer, uh-huh. you would give the logical answer that it was okay. And nobody then they else, that. Yeah, nobody else in the group thought it was funny, funny. but the judge had no sense yeah. of humor, so she or they, they thought that that was funny. I just gave away the sex of who it was, but they thought it was funny, and it's like, that's not funny at all, and the rest yeah. of us are like... And you and I talked about it after the party, and you were like, well, I knew she didn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> so I could tell very early on that she thought... Or a different sense of humor, I yeah, guess. Yeah, this... The, and it wasn't even dry. It was uh-huh. just this logical train of thought uh-huh. was what she thought was funny. Right. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I think another one that would be kind of... And I, I know we reference The Office a lot, but the Mad Libs thing. Uh-huh. You do Mad Libs with somebody. What's what's funny to somebody? And, yeah. And that kind of gives you a good sense of humor. Uh-huh. Uh, or a good sense of what type of humor that they yeah. have. Um, but it's 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 another <laughs> thing. You know, same thing. Same example I gave before. You ask 10 people who has a good sense of humor, almost everybody's going to raise their hand. Uh-huh. So doesn't make you special. Doesn't make you unique. Yeah. Um, uh, one that you hear, like, in interviews and stuff like that mm-hmm. is... You hear in interviews, you'll hear it for everything, is loyal and dependable. Well, that's something that... You know, that was even one that, that I said when I had gotten divorced was, well, I don't understand why you would want to leave leave me because I'm a very loyal and dependable partner. Uh-huh. And 
that's one of those, well, you want a cookie type of answers? You're supposed to be loyal. You're not supposed to run off and find somebody else. That doesn't make you special. That's what you're supposed to do. It's like the dads that are like, I I spend time with my kids. Well, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what you're supposed supposed to do. do. Yeah, Um, I know. So I, you know, that was a, a a a moment of reflection where I was just like, and I don't know if I thought in my head, well, everybody out there's a cheater, and I'm not a cheater. I think what I meant at the time was, I put up with you for this amount of time and didn't cheat on you, and you don't find value in that, you know? <laughs> right? I know. Well, and I I told you before about um, the stuff that I see on Facebook, mm-hmm. and. Um, and people like dudes posting stuff like, oh, I need, I need a ride or die yeah, I need chick, a ride or die chick and she, you can't find girls nowadays that are loyal and won't cheat on you. I'm like, really? First of all, <laughs> you need real to change good your... women don't refer to themselves as ride or die. <laughs> that's, that's your first mistake. <laughs> if, if any girl that has the ride or die or. Or any of that on their Facebook page, you need to bounce her. You get out. Get out. That is not a path you want to go down. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's, once again, that's one of those characteristics that, like you said, people point out that they're looking for. And it's like, that that just, that that's, you know, going back to the analogy of a job interview. That's like saying, well, I want to make sure you're going to show up to work every day. Uh-huh. That's something you shouldn't even have to tell an employee. That's the same thing. You or that'd be have like tell. an employee saying, "Saying, yeah. well, I show up yeah, to work, I'm every be at day. work every day." Or even back when when I was in property management, a tenant saying, "Well, I pay my rent on time." Right. Who cares? Yeah. Ninety percent of you do. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to. <laughs> Thank do. you. Thank <laughs> you for doing that, but it's not anything that mm-hmm. to write home about. <laughs> right. You know, you shouldn't, you don't have to reward mediocrity Uh and you don't have to reward mediocrity in a relationship, but people tend to want pats on the back and accolades for these type of things. You should be loving and caring. You should have a great personality. You should have a good sense of humor. You should be loyal and dependable. Those are given characteristics that every adult that's going into a relationship should bring. So if you don't have those, that's your first point of self-reflection. Those are easy ones that... You should just have. Those are I mean, no brainers. I don't think you can teach those. You should just have those in your character. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but like we said, those are when we saw all of those lists, these were listed on every single one of them in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Maybe they used a different word or they used um, a different example of one of these. But these were things that we saw everywhere. And it was like, well, okay, you know, that's that's easy to say. What what? But what should you, for a successful marriage... And we, you know, we boast and tout that we have a successful marriage. What makes us different? Because, mm-hmm. like we've said, we get people that that ask us. Well, you know, I, I, you know, looking at how you guys interact, we interact the same way. Why aren't we successful? Well, there's a lot of things behind the scenes or characteristically that we have that are different than what other people bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's more, what what's I don't want to say more important, but what's at least equally important to the basics of what you should have, which shouldn't count or make you special, like we just talked about, are definitely qualities that you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And if you have these type of qualities, you either need to leave them at the door or figure out a way how to overcome them. Yeah. And, and you know, basically be a better person is yes. what it ultimately boils down yeah. to. And these are the things that the, the next group we look at and talk about are 
when you're like, well, I don't understand why I don't have a partner. Because you said to yourself already, why don't I have a, a great partnership? Why don't I have a partner? Why am I still single? All the stuff we talked about. Because I'm loyal, dependable, loving, caring, funny, great personality. Okay, we've already established that doesn't count as much as you think it does. Mm-hmm. But maybe you have some of these qualities that you're unknowingly <clears throat> or knowingly bringing to the table that's a huge turnoff to a potential partner Someone or a else. suitor or somebody that you're with. Or maybe you're in a relationship and you're able to sneak these qualities in uh-huh. and you're wondering why you're not as happy as you as could you be. Should and be. instead of blaming your partner for it, look at look yourself. At yourself. Yeah. Really dig down and look and... One of one really big thing is laziness. Mm-hmm. You one you, you you can't be lazy in a relationship because <clears throat> it won't work out. Right. Period. And and when when we talk about our relationship is effortless, that doesn't mean that we're lazy. That <laughs> yeah. just means we don't have to put forth the amount of effort, which I know that sounds very confusing. It's like, well, how is that? How do you not have How's a horribly lazy relationship? Uh-huh. Things fall into place because we make sure certain puzzle pieces are already there. And a part of that is what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a relationship being effortless isn't the same thing as, as someone being a lazy partner. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and going, to, going to the single people, you, you really have to look at yourself. And you can't just expect someone to knock on your door and, and be like, oh, here I am. Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect, mm-hmm. you know, take me. <laughs> right. Um, All your problems are solved. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. You really have to get out there and do something mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe maybe join, um, join a gym and meet someone there mm-hmm. or go join a dating service or something. Right. I mean, I used to work for a dating service and they had tons of fun singles events. We had singles cruises and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's stuff to do to, <laughs> to, to put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. And not be, not, you know, just uh, stick to your normal daily routine. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you see a lot when people are like, well, all of my friends are married or all my friends are married having kids or everybody has someone but me. And then they hear the examples of, and I, I think, you know, even our example, well, we, we work together. And somebody's like, well, I work with all kinds of people of, of who I may be attracted to or I think we would be good partners, but they're not interested in me. Mm-hmm. And that's where this type of conversation comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you aren't bringing anything to the table that they're interested in. Yeah. And I think that we like to be told that we're perfect just the way we are. And that everybody's beautiful. Nowadays. Yeah, nowadays. nowadays. We're <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to hear that they're special. Everybody uh-huh. wants to hear that they're they're pretty or they're beautiful or they're handsome or the way you are is perfect. Oh, I love the way um, Chris Pratt, he just, he did that whole little speech. Yeah, with his acceptance speech. Yes. Like, yeah, he told was, everybody, you're not You're special. not special. Yeah. You're not perfect the way you are. Right. You yeah. need to step it up. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and that's, and that, and people don't want to hear that nowadays. And it's funny because... Even people our age, our age that I would venture to say weren't raised that way mm-hmm. have now convinced themselves and the next generation that, no, you are special. You are perfect just the way you are. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find your perfect someone that's perfect for you. That's not how it works. And just because you're with a partner doesn't mean that's the perfect partner for you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that just because you sat around and did nothing and this person happened to fall in your lap 
that that's actually the best person to go to. That's a lazy relationship yeah. of I didn't have to look anywhere. They fell right in my lap. They ended up on my doorstep, so to speak. Yeah. And well, I mean, I, I can't really say much because... Because of our situation. Yeah, because right. you, I, I probably could have been the lazy, <laughs> the lazy person in the situation because you did just walk into my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, 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 and it, is, it is almost unfair to who we talk to uh-huh. about this because... We didn't have to put ourselves out there. I know. You know, we're, we're doing Thank do God. what I say, oh not what I, what I do yeah. type of mentality uh-huh. with this, which I'm still going to stick to. Do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that people need to need to do what we do, too, though. Right. And not just... Well, and, and but, but while we did work together, mm-hmm. it wasn't... All, all of the things we're talking about, we were subconsciously or consciously... consciously evaluating mm-hmm. each other on that. We, we put ourselves out there at least from the level of a friendship. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. Let's eat lunch together. Let's spend some time together. And it wasn't just this, oh, hey, I'm getting divorced. Oh, hey, I'm going to dump my fiance. Cool. Let's live happily ever after. Yeah. There was way more to it than that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think a lot of people see that. But I think when you when you look at the laziness aspect of it, mm-hmm. it is it's people not wanting to put themselves out there. It's people not wanting to take those risks. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the that most you, yeah. non lazy things you did was take the risk of uh-huh. breaking off an engagement in the hopes and chances that you were going to find somebody else to be happier with. Uh-huh. Um, I know. Well, and I I always bring up the the movie. Um, Bridges of Madison County, because mm-hmm. she stayed in the. She was lazy, and she yeah. stayed in the relationship in the easy, in the easy, easy way choice. of doing yeah. things. You're not gonna cry, are you? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> 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 but yeah, she stayed in the relationship, and I think that you can either look at that movie um, one of two ways. Yeah, yeah, you can be like, oh, she did what was right and stood with her family, and and this, you know, just. Yeah. With this martyr sacrifice type of... The norm. Yeah, what she was used to. She didn't step out of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted her to do was be with the love of her life and take that scary risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like we've said before, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. (laughs) It is. Go check it out. So much if the greener. grass over here has died, chances are the grass is going to be definitely greener uh-huh. on the other side. Yeah. Um, you know, but when you look at laziness, there's also factors of if you're currently in a relationship, um, you know, lo- looking at what you do. Or do you initiate the date night? Are you, are you one of those guys that just waits for your wife to plan everything or your girlfriend to plan everything, your fiance to plan everything? You know, are, are you actually active in the decision making mm-hmm. of how you guys spend time together or are you that I don't care and I don't mean the where do you want to eat I don't care I just want to eat with you not not the not really to to focus on the the simple lack of decision making that happens in every relationship but the bigger pieces of that well uh, and and like doing little small things for your partner yeah and sending her the flowers or bringing her flowers to her job. Complacency is one of the biggest killers yeah. in a relationship. And that all falls into laziness. That's when you start to take someone for granted. You just think that you're always going to be together. You think that, you know, this is easy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, laziness yeah. is a huge one to make sure that you aren't bringing to the table. Yeah. Um, another one, which I think that... 
you could have probably thought that I had a bad temper when mm-hmm. <laughs> when we yeah. when, before we started dating. Um, but as a temper, yeah, like you need to look at yourself and and look at what you're doing if you have if you have a bad temper, like what you mm-hmm. need to do to to stop that. Right, and I think that when when you you say when somebody. Sometimes guys say it with pride. Well, I'm a real hothead. Like, mm-hmm. like they're proud of that. And I think that it, it's, and I'm going to say this because this is how I am. It's okay <laughs> to be annoyed with things. It's okay to get irritated. It's okay to get angry. But how you express that mm-hmm. and who you express that to and in what manner is what makes you a temperamental person or not. And I think that, you know, we've talked about before where that can go to the complete left side and say, well, you have a so mild a temperament. Nothing bothers you. Nothing irks you. You're not. You don't really come across as passionate about anything, which can be a turnoff. But then, the, of course, the flip side, which I believe is worse than that, is that complete hothead where everything pisses him off. And, yeah. And if you're trying to figure out, like, well, I think I have a pretty good temper. It's it's really those those daily initial interactions that with your partner that is a nice way to evaluate that. If you know mm-hmm. if, if you're driving down the road and you guys are heading to go. Catch a movie or whatever it is you're doing for date night. Or even going to... I mean, we just went to Oklahoma City this last week. Right. And you drove and... Mm -hmm. You know, or or even if, like, we switched off driving or whatever. Right. Like, you're driving and then all of a sudden... I miss an exit. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, shoot, I missed it. Why did you miss it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Seth, you... (laughs) You're a freaking idiot. Did you not see the five signs that said, yeah. If you handle those situations <laughs> that way, uh-huh. then that's a problem. And, and there, there's simple things where you know, whether you knock over a glass, whether you break a dish, if you're flipping out on somebody over things that in the big scheme don't matter at all. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Why are you getting so angry about stupid little things? Who ate all the peanut butter? Well, well, actually, I, know. I would probably and be irritated at that because of peanut butter. <laughs> well, and I think that maybe maybe I did look at myself with my previous relationship because, like we've said before, we did make mistakes in our in our previous relationships, mm-hmm. and I did I was witchy and I was mean, and I did you know, oh, well, where's the bread? You know, call, calling me at work, work yeah. on a twelve hour shift. And I can't find the bread. I'm like, you're a freaking idiot. It's right there. Yeah. You know, and I, <laughs> maybe I really did look at myself and was like, I don't want to be yeah. a mean partner like that anymore. And, and not to defend that, but like we've talked about in other episodes, your reaction to that was the domino effect of other things in relationship that made you unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that's why it happened. Or it was the consistent behavior of... How can you not take care of yourself on any, in any way, yeah. shape, or form? Uh-huh. If you act like a baby, I'm going to treat you like a baby. And that's a natural instinct that we have when somebody acts like they can't take care of themselves. Uh-huh. So I know. So temper. Watch out, watch out for that stuff. Control yes. your temper. Um, selfishness, mm-hmm. too. I know, especially, I think, especially for you and your previous relationship, your partner was very selfish. Right. Most people that are selfish don't think that they're selfish, though. Yeah. Um, they say that they're not. They act like they're very selfless instead of selfish, um, and they, they don't really realize how selfish they, they are. And so I think that when you look at you know having to get everything your way, um, that's one of those things. If, if you 
And, and kind of going to the flip side when we say, and, and maybe someone's selfish because of that lazy partner. Mm-hmm. If you can't ever decide what you want to do and the selfish person is making all the decisions, you're not allowed to say, well, they're selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever you say, well, you know, let's go do A, and they're like, well, no, I want to do B. And you give in, and, and that's how it always happens. But being selfish and only looking out for yourself and, and your feelings and your thought process and what you're getting out of it, um, I think you should be able to look at a relationship and say, well, what am I getting out of this? But if you're always looking at it and not reflecting at what you're giving into it, that's a huge sign of being selfish. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, disrespectful, I think, is a really big one. Mm-hmm. You just people like if you're at a restaurant or something and someone is you're just the waiter is just not messes up your order yeah, or, or something mm-hmm. don't be don't be mean yeah yeah there's a lot of examples of, of being disrespectful there's there's plenty for your partner there's plenty of how you interact with people in any type of social setting um you know being you know are you one of those type of people that you know, if you're going into a restaurant or you're going into a set of doors, you hold it open for the people behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, being courteous is a precursor that's probably going to guide you to not be disrespectful. Yeah. Simple things like please and thank yes, you. Yes, please and thank you. Are please, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it really does go a long way. Yeah. Though, with those types of things, I I know, I know that respect is is a huge one for me mm-hmm. because I've. I mean, I my parents just, I guess, made sure that me and my sisters were very respectful and said please and thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. And when someone doesn't do that, it's it's a really big issue to me. Right. Uh, <laughs> I I get I take I take offense to it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yep. Well, and and I think a lot of times we we tend to use. Um, even the word respect in, in the inappropriate way. Uh, people will sit there and say, well, I really respect that about you. Well, well do you? What, what do you mean by that? I, I think sometimes the, the term and the definition behind respect is lost. I think that we've used that to replace, I like this about you, you know, or I, I like that, you know, you're a, you're a loving, caring, good personality and you have a sense of humor. I didn't mean you respect them. I mean, it, you know, and so I think that making sure you understand how to define being respectful and and how to be respected. And I told you that it was, for me, respectfulness is one of those things that I never, because I, I, and this may sound very odd, I never really looked at people and been like, you know, I really respect that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it was I was respectful, I mm-hmm. you know, even going back to how I was raised and where I was raised and, and the social circle my parents had, respecting your elders and and being respectful and acting respectful, that was all part of it. But as far as looking at someone and saying, hey, I respect you, that's something that I never really, really did. I never evaluated. I knew how to be respectful and act respectful, but identifying why I respected someone was something that I never really went through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's something that commonly people do, or we just kind of use that term as a crutch. I think that we... I know, like, for me, I looking back at my previous relationship, I didn't respect my partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that it it was because of little things that, right. that he did mm-hmm. and, or, and did and didn't do, I guess, right. both. 
And, um, and, and it's funny because I guess, you know, I mean, <laughs> looking back again, you know, I, I know now that I, I respect you. Well, and I think that there's, there's types of people that, that command respect mm-hmm. and there's people that don't. If you're a, if you're a lazy partner with minimal to offer, it's going to be very hard for someone to respect you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you show the qualities that we we talk about or things that you bring to the table and you have that that air about you and you're that type of person, you're not not now command and demand and demand are separate things. <laughs> but I think commanding respect is just that's kind of how you are. Where it's not I respect your work ethic. I respect how you present yourself. I respect you know, and you can start listing off those qualities of things like that. But um, sometimes if, if you aren't respected, it's usually 99.9% of the time Your it's something fault. you did that uh-huh. you aren't garnering that yeah. respect. Yeah, so you need to look at yourself and make sure that you... Why should I be respected? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. Why should anybody respect you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think the one of the, the biggest things that we need to look at, um, people need to look at themselves is their personal accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't have that. <laughs> yep. And you need to look at yourself and hold yourself accountable for uh, pretty much everything that we, mm-hmm. we've been talking about. Right. Yeah. Lack of accountability. You know, we, 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 we kind of hit on it before, but we are in a society now where the sense of entitlement is, is worse than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And we think, like, like you said at the beginning, we think that we deserve the world and we aren't doing anything to get that. Um, and I think a big piece of that is not looking at things and realizing and understanding what you did to create those. I, I said, and I, I didn't say this on purpose to stay on topic at the beginning, but when I said that in my, when I got divorced, I was like, well, what did I do to cause this? Um, and I guess that's that's a good example of maybe I should have looked at that earlier. Yeah. I mean, if it's a lost cause, it's a lost cause. But um, looking at what you did and and what part you played in a relation going south, or being single, or being perpetually single, or you know continually picking a bad partner, or whatever whatever this ball of drama that you have that you are unsatisfied with, you have control over. Almost all of that. And you need to make sure that you're making the right decisions, that you're bringing your best you to, your, to the table. And if you don't have a best you, find it. Yeah. Get it fixed. Talk to people. Can't it, There's nothing wrong. And I know that most people feel very uncomfortable doing this. But if you came to me and said, Seth, what is wrong with me? I would have no problem listing off what I think is wrong with you. Really? Would you really? <laughs> I mean, I, mean it, it, I think that it is hard for people, though. It is. And I, I, I think that pe- you're really close friends and people that understand you or people that are very observant. They can do it in a tactful way. And I, I, I know I joke on here about you know being mean to somebody or things like that. I wouldn't land bless somebody. I mean, we, we've had friends that are like, you know, I don't understand why this? And I, I'm like, what well, do you, do you want my opinion on it? Cause I don't, mm-hmm. I'll share that with you. And I've done it, you know, tactfully and not that harsh. Well, I, I don't think that you, you necessarily uh, say, do you want my opinion? I think most of the time, cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable telling somebody what they need to do unless they did ask for my opinion. Right. Well, I think that's where I think some of my tactics have been the questions. Well, do you think that 
did you handle this this way, uh-huh. and why did you do that? And and a lot of it is leading somebody down the path to hopefully come up with that solution. On and their think own. about it, yeah, right. really think and about what they're doing. That's how you doing. force somebody to reflect mm-hmm. on, on what you're doing. And and unfortunately, though, there are people that know the reason I'm not where I need to be is this one major factor that I know I should change. I know that I can change, but I'm going to refuse to change. Yeah. Well, why, and, why are you yeah, refusing to change it? You are going to continue to not be happy because of your refusal to make the one change that you know you need to it's gonna get. going to help you. You know you need to get out of that relationship. You know you need to... Quit waiting on this person. You know you need to break communication with this individual. Whatever it is, just do it. Uh-huh. And until you do that, you're not going to be the best version of you, and you're not going to be the happiest person. Yeah, and well, and not you're missing you're missing the opportunities for real connections out there. Yeah, yeah, and not necessarily saying to to leave your partner or do that, do any of that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> but do do what you need to do to become that better person. Right. Yeah. Better person. I mean, even if it if it does if it is like not to I guess be superficial or anything, but when it comes to looks mm-hmm. and stuff or trying to get into shape, you're going to be you're going to be more confident in right. yourself. I I know for me myself, being a a bigger person, bigger girl mm-hmm. <laughs> when we first met and then later on losing that weight and everything just it made me more confident and I got better jobs and stuff like that. Right. Because because of one decision that yeah. I decided to make. Right. Yeah, that sent you in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that kind of uh, brings up a good point into what, the things that you should. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've talked bring. about the things that don't count that uh-huh. everybody should have. We've talked about things that you definitely shouldn't have. So the big piece is well, okay, well, you, you've, you've just you know slammed on me <laughs> for the last 40 <laughs> minutes. What do I need to bring to the table? Yeah. Um, and this one, I, I you know, kind of like we talked about, this was a little harder of a list to come up with. It was. Um, we couldn't steal it from an article. We couldn't really get input from other things that we found online. It was something we really had to think about and say, well, well, you know, Seth, what did I bring to the table to, you know, make this work? And, mm-hmm. and you know, what did you bring to the table to make it work? And, 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 and really look at it. And this is where the real self-reflection kind of comes in. Um, because, like we said, you're your own worst critic. It's very hard to, uh, to evaluate yourself. Um, but these are very important things that we think make you unique. It makes you stand out above other people. Some of these, I, I don't. I, I, I you'd made the you'd made the comment. We talked about it. Was well, how do you teach somebody how to do this? And I mm-hmm. and I I kind of believe that most of what we're about to talk about, you can instill those. If even if you're not born with them or it's not part of your natural makeup, I think it can be replicated. And I think that some of it can be taught. But I think that's. Kind of a, a difference of opinion. That as long as you're willing to learn. Yeah, as long and as you're open to it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, drive, though. Yeah. Drive is a huge one. I, rem- I I know that like when we first started dating, just seeing where where you were when one when you first came to Colorado, mm-hmm. and you you know you had this job, you got this beautiful new house and everything, and then you lost it all. Right. And you had to start from square one mm-hmm. and starting at the very at the bottom, very bottom of yeah. your job where the, with the company that you're with now mm-hmm. and then making your way up to the top. Right. That 
you know, I, I saw your... You got I, to see that process. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. And it's very... It's just something that is just really hot to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, drive... Once I think most people, when you say the word drive, you, you associate it with, with career. You associate right. it with climbing that corporate ladder or whatever whatever that goal is. And I think that, that that typically is the best example of it. But if you are a driven person, you're going you're gonna to be able to notice when and where you should invest what amount of effort into what. And, and driven people tend to have more focus on not just promoting their or advancing their career, but advancing their relationships, advancing themselves yes. in, in personal situations. And so uh-huh. a driven person, the, the things behind those are, are tenfold uh-huh. whenever you're a driven person. Yeah. Um, and this is, of course, the exact counter to the laziness that we talked about in the other categories. Uh-huh. Um, but that's what you get out of it. And I think that, once again, I think some people are inherently driven. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people are inherently complacent, uh-huh. and they may not realize it. But... If you're a competitive person, a real competitive person, people always say, well, I'm competitive. Well, mm-hmm. if you've had the same job for 45 years and you haven't moved up, you're not as competitive as you me. You think you are. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and, and that's great because I need non-competitive people to jump over. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that just for me personally, but but that's how it works in the corporate world. Yeah. Uh, not does. everybody can be at the top. No. And only a few people want to, and I'm not at the, it's not like I'm running my own company. No. I'm not the CEO or anything like no. that. But on the journey to move up to where you want to be, mm-hmm. not everybody, if everybody's racing for that, there's, there can still only be one winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's the same way when it comes to, to being a couple. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we, we tend to. Well, I think that like being with the right person though too makes you more driven. Really yeah. makes you more driven. I know that with each other, uh-huh. just I mean, me. I mean, you motivate me to be a better person and to do to do good things, and I motivate you. Right. You know, just the same. Well, and that goes into the the next one, mm-hmm. which is being supportive and empathetic. Yeah. We, we kind of put those together, but that's where if you're a driven person and you have. The support, uh, and one of the things that we've talked about before, but really, I guess, really not in great detail, is how being with the wrong person can take someone that is driven and make them lazy mm-hmm. um, because they beat you down. They turn you into a doormat, or you allow yourself to become a doormat, and it, ref- it it then reflects on every aspect of your life. And that's where going to what you just said, being with the right person, being with the right supportive person. If you're a driven individual that fuel that they're giving you is going to make you be your best person. Mm-hmm. Um, and support comes in all kinds of different ways. It's, it's verbal support. It's physical support. It's, it's, you know, action speaking louder than words, but not discounting those words of support. Mm-hmm. Um, far too often we, we don't, we don't tell people, Oh, I'm proud of you or you're doing a great job or, or I really admire how you're doing this. And, and we just kind of discount that and, we get complacent and we fall into the lazy category and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and you, you, you know, for a fire to continue to go, you have to add oxygen and you have to add wood and you, or it's going to burn out. Yeah. And if you're the one adding those, that fuel to that fire, that fire can get as big as it can go and it's going to really meet, meet its potential. Um, and that's where being supportive is and, you know, yeah. and, and empathetic you know, really understanding where somebody's coming from is, is huge. And that's kind of that counter to being selfish uh-huh. is yeah, being able is. to put yourself in somebody else's position, mm-hmm. even your own partners. Yeah. Um, another big one that we 
I I think I've almost hit on almost every episode mm-hmm. <laughs> is sexual or sensual, um, just being I guess being sensual, being having passion. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people. I don't think some people can be that way. Do you think that they can? I I completely. <sighs> I, I think they can... I know. I think I asked you this. Yeah. If, uh, I, I think if you, you can, can teach someone how to be sensual. I think you can guide people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I think you can give people um, advice. I think you can give them things to watch out for. But, you know, some people think that they ooze sexuality. And it's like, no, you just ooze. It's not sexuality at all. You just ooze. Um, <laughs> you ooze creepiness. Yeah, you're just creepy. And, and that's that's what we tend to see a lot of times is... Or these 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 dudes that think they're sensual or sexual beings, but it's just a huge turn off, and mm-hmm. it's annoying to everybody. Um, I, I think a lot of it, yeah, it's kind of part of who you are. But you know, being you know, we're gonna in a few episodes, we're gonna be talking about a sexual, a, a healthy, healthy sex, sex life, life with your partner. But bringing that sensuality and and sexuality to a relationship is is very important, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean. You know, well, I want to have sex with my partner every day, and, and she doesn't want to. You're not bringing sensuality and sexuality to the relationship. Horniness is not sexuality. Being sensual. Right. The ability to get someone else horny is being sensual and sexual. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I yeah. guess that would probably yeah, be the, the best definition true. of it. Uh-huh. Um, if you're the one that's always horny, then... then you know, maybe your partner's bringing the sensuality, or you're just a horny person. Yeah. But if you can... Get your partner to feel that way from the way you touch them. It's and just I don't, small things. Yeah, and I don't mean groping or foreplay touch. I mean just, you know, out, not, not PDA either, but, you know, we're driving in the car and I put my hand on your thigh mm-hmm. and, you know, move my thumb on your leg or, or I have my hand on the small of your back or something like that. If you don't want your partner touching you or that creeps you out, that's a big sign you're with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always want you touching me. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that that's, that's one of those things where it, it is a two-way street. Somebody has to be open to it. Um, and it's not a constant pawing after yeah. and, and PDA type of thing. It's, it's simple, just everyday touches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not walking by your partner and, and honking their boob every 10 minutes. Or that's, grabbing their butt. Yeah, well, I do that. I know, and so but, do I. <laughs> But it's it, it's more of the just the the daily continual interaction, yeah. physical interaction with one another. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, are you? And I think a lot of that is, is confidence. How much confidence do you have in yourself? And that's going to kind of transition into that sensuality, right? Uh huh. Um, another one is to be open and honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that not brutally honest, not. Um, no filter. That's not what yeah. we mean. And even though I think that I can tend to do that a lot, but I, I think being open and honest about how you you feel about everything is, is something that you should be able to bring to the table. And I think that you know we've talked about it in a few episodes, but being able to be yourself around your partner is, is one of the most important things you yeah. can do. And being able to be open and honest with your partner is huge. And there's certain things that are still very you know, people will say, well, I will never tell my wife that her butt looks horribly huge in that pair of jeans, no matter how honest you tell me to be. And that's not what I'm saying. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> that's not what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> but I think being able to 
have open and honest conversations with your partner mm-hmm. about um, anything, anything yeah. and everything is very important. And, and a lot of that, I believe, is still tied into self-confidence. I think it's it's tied into your comfort level with your partner. And, and if you're with somebody where you still have held back and you don't tell them things that you want to or you should have, you need to make that adjustment or figure out kind of why you, you aren't comfortable doing that. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but being an open and honest person is, is something that I think is one of those that that people would say they do, but I don't think a lot of people are as open and honest as they as they try to act. I know. Um, and being open and honest in the middle of a fight and argument is not what we're talking about either. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. You know, it's, yeah. it should just be every day. Well, you and, and if you're your open feelings. and honest with your partner all the time, you won't have those dumb fights and you won't be like, you won't end up saying something stupid that, right? you know, in an argument or something mm-hmm. that you you know, should have brought up a long time ago or whatever. Right. Yeah. But the biggest thing about all of this, and we've brought it up throughout the whole thing is just Mm self-awareness, being self-aware of, of yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, and just knowing what you, what you're bringing to the table. And, and I think that, you know, the self-awareness piece is the biggest critical aspect of it. Um, and, and, and it's, it's hard because it, it borders on who your personality makeup is. And, and it's a really hard thing to to look at yourself or someone to tell you. And I'm not saying that somebody should tell you this, but to say, well, I don't, I don't have anybody in my life or I don't have a great relationship because who I am as a person isn't desirable. Mm-hmm. And desirable is all of the qualities we're talking about. It's not just on the surface it's not just what's in your heart it's it's all of it combined mm-hmm. um, you know we we still li- we we you know we do live in a world where everybody's told like we said that you're perfect that you're beautiful that you don't need to change and, and we've already said and established that we don't agree with that and that's not true you do need to change you do need to be the best you um, what you're bringing to the table mentally emotionally verbally and physically is all part of the piece of that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that all of those things can take work. All of those things you can focus on, all those things you can, you know, potentially fix or, or, or put on the right path. But some of it may take a little harder work than others. But, but when we talk about being self-aware, I, I think one of the biggest things is you you should know what your flaw is. Mm-hmm. You should. You should know what your weaknesses are. You should know what your strengths are. Even if you have to go through a journey of this self-reflection and talking about it. Writing it down it, yourself. Yeah, writing it down. I mean, if, if if you were told to make a pros and cons list about yourself, pretend you're someone of the opposite sex, what are five things that are pros and what are five things that are cons? Mm-hmm. That's a very easy way to say, well, I definitely bring... And even if those pros are the generic ones we talked about, mm-hmm. like we said, that's okay to have. You should have those. But what are your cons? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have that bad temper? Are you lazy? Are you not taking care of yourself emotionally and physically? physically. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't want to talk about the physicality piece. Mm-hmm. People don't want to be told you don't look a certain way and that's why you're not happy. That's why you're not in a relationship. That's why somebody cheated on you. That's why blah, blah, blah. And people tend to discount yeah. that because it is so hurtful. Nobody wants to be told. Nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah, it's nobody, like very if you bring taboo. It up, you yeah. are the biggest asshole on the planet. Oh yeah, for telling someone. Well, 
you got fat. Uh-huh. And you're not allowed to say that nowadays. Um, and the harsh reality is the actions behind that, they don't lie. Mm-hmm. Where you are in life, it's not a lie. It's not somebody fluffing you up and patting you on the back and telling you that you're perfect and you're beautiful and everything's okay. Um, and that's just a very harsh reality yeah. that, that you're going to have to get over or accept or just say, I don't care about. Mm-hmm. But whatever, and, really, and really not care And about. really not care uh-huh. about. You're not allowed to say, well, I don't care about this. And then behind closed doors, you really do care. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, you just kind of talked about it on how you your your physical transformation mm-hmm. led to such great things mm-hmm. and and being self-aware of well I know I'm bringing I am a caring loving person I do have a great personality I have a great sense of humor um, I have and it wasn't that you went through this transformation to meet me no we were already together for quite we some time we went through the transformation yeah. together <laughs> I was 50 pounds lighter and you were 50 pounds heavier and yeah. we passed each other mm-hmm. and I, I think that that was part of you being a supportive partner to me and me being a supportive partner to mm-hmm. you. It wasn't, Crystal, you need to lose all this weight so you're a better catch. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't you telling me, well, you need to pack on muscle so you're a better catch. <laughs> it was us both being self-aware and saying, you know what? I'm not happy with how I physically look. Yeah. All of these other pieces of the puzzle are here, but I can still tell something's missing. What? What is it? Well, exactly. It, it, unfortunately, it is my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. So... Let's work on that. Yeah, and we did together. And we did. Yeah, yeah, together, and, and we got to where where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not saying that that ultimately was the biggest piece yeah. of why we're successful. We would have still been successful with me being, you know, a little, you know, 165 pound skinny fat. <laughs> you know, I was skinny fat. Yeah, skinny fat. Yeah, <laughs> and, and dad bod. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having the, the skinny fat dad bod, <laughs> and, and you being 50 pounds heavier. Yeah. Um, we were st- we were completely happy. Oh, with totally! One we uh-huh. still had everything in place. We had a great sex life. We had everything in common that was already there. But being able to make that transition together just made just it that of, much yeah, better. Made it that much better. Yeah. Um, but once again, it's a tough thing to talk about, mm-hmm. and it's uh, people don't want to hear it, and um, it can be hurtful. Yeah. To, and that's the hardest pill to swallow, I think, a lot of time. But you know, self awareness is, is understanding and realizing what you're lacking and what you do bring to the table and what you need to work on and and what's going to, you know, as I said before, bring out the best version of you Mm -hmm. that's available. Yeah. Um, That's the biggest thing. That is the biggest piece to, to all of this for our episode today. Yeah. And I know we kind of went through them, but for the, the last ones we talked about that we felt made you unique and significant and made you stand about was being a driven person, being a driven partner, you know, having that empathy and support for your Mm -hmm. partner. Um, being a sexual and sensual type of individual, having the uh, open and honest, honest. conversations, mm-hmm. and ultimately self-awareness. Those self-aware. are kind of big top five are what we were yes. able to kind of come up with, you know, based partially on who we are mm-hmm. and what we thought we brought as a mix to the table. Um, but once again, to stand those out on all the other 500 lists you'll find out there, maybe pieces of those may have popped up on one or two, but it, we just thought that those were... The most important ones very to us. important. Yeah, mm-hmm. to us. Exactly. Right. Um, so I think that, that that gives us a good end to our conversation today. Yeah. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about long engagements. I personally know <laughs> how it is to be in a long engagement, and it didn't work out with mm-hmm. that type of situation. Yep. Um, but just find out what we have to say about that next week. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, 
Summer's here. Yeah, summer's here. It's June. It is wedding wedding season. season. (laughs) And if this is your fifth wedding season engaged, (laughs) dude, time to move on. Freaking get married already. (laughs) So, so we're going to talk about that next week. Next week. Um, thank you again for listening. Um, Go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram if you haven't already, and freaking interact with us, people. Like, you know, like our our posts, like the... We can see that we get whatever views or listens on SoundCloud or YouTube and whatever people interact or see our posts on Facebook Mm -hmm. and Instagram. If you're looking it, if you're like, if you're watching it, if you're listening to it like it it click the thumbs up click the heart <laughs> it's not hard leave to a do. comment just because we know people are we, we get the statistic stuff so we know yeah people are at least listening to it or watching it mm-hmm. or seeing it go go across their feet go across their feed but interact with us tell if you want us to talk about something if you have a suggestion for yeah us let or us topic know you want us to yeah we because we we want to know. know what you guys want to hear too because mm-hmm. i don't know i mean we have we have lots of different topics that we have planned out but we you know of course we're gonna want to talk yeah. about something else or something that you guys want us to talk about too yep. um so again thanks for listening and we will talk to you next week thanks